I was just a carpenter out of high school. You know, I had no money at all until only about like four years ago. I'm probably good for the rest of my life. Well, how come I'm not satisfied? How come I don't feel fulfilled totally? The whole reason why I'm working so hard, working all these hours is so I can retire and live like a monk who owns nothing. <laughs> You are now listening to The Oliver Manley Show. On Sunday, April 28th, I will be hosting the next Art of Being session at 10 a.m. in Oakville, Ontario. Really, really excited about creating this space for us to have very meaningful conversations about less doing, more being, about becoming more present and creating a sense of fulfillment and completion in this very moment as opposed to constantly chasing the future and bankrupting the present moment. I'm super, super excited about this event. Please make sure to go check out olivermanalise.com forward slash events for tickets and details. On June 1st and 2nd, we are having the next reinvention roadmap. So these are the 10 steps that I have developed that help you know, love, and grow yourself. This is the most important work I'd say I have done putting this process together. And it would be such an honor and a privilege to help guide you through the reinvention roadmap process. And um, June 1st, June 2nd, make sure to go to reinventionroadmap.ca for tickets and details. Welcome to the Oliver Manalise Show. I'm your host, Oliver Manalise, life coach, performance consultant, and aligned reinvention expert. Each week, we release an episode that challenges you to reimagine what's possible in life, love, and leadership. Hear stories from high performers on how they overcome adversity, learn how to grow and reinvent yourself, and gain the insights to create the clarity, direction, and confidence you need for your next big breakthrough. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Today we have an episode that I've been really look I've been really looking forward to sharing with you guys. This is with Matt Pichet. Matt is a good friend of mine. He is someone uh, who I've been following for many years, and we've just recently gotten closer and gotten to know each other. And uh, if you don't know who he is, he is the fruitful investor. He is an entrepreneur, an investor, a real estate professional out of Kitchener Waterloo in Ontario. At 28 years old, he became a millionaire. At 30 years old, he became a multimillionaire through his real estate investments. He's an educator, a teacher, an inspiration. He has an incredible following over on YouTube where he's such a wealth of knowledge. He's sharing his journey with his renos, with his buy and holds, with his flips, with his strategies to attract joint venture partners, with how he uses social media to market himself and generate himself uh, some authority when it comes to being an expert in his field, in his craft. And one of the biggest reasons why uh, Matt's story is so compelling and why I wanted to have him on the show is that he is successful and yet he has so many challenges that he has faced and that he currently faces, which really, it humanizes him. And I think it's an important perspective for us to have as we are all aspiring to grow ourselves and to excel in our own journeys. 
Matt started out as a carpenter uh, in his early 20s. In his mid-20s, he became a professional realtor. He talks about what it was like in that first year, how challenging it was, how he went into a deep amount of debt, how he was literally on the brink of working at Home Depot, something that he is extremely overqualified for, for his level of craftsmanship and professionalism as a carpenter, definitely overqualified for. He talks about how challenging it is for him to be grateful and acknowledge how far he's come. And that that's one of the most important lessons that he's been learning, which is, you know, self-care, well-being, taking care of himself. And he shares in a lot of detail about how he's actually built his business to the point where almost everything that he does is generated from his YouTube channel and his YouTube content. Um, he actually just released his podcast, which is really powerful, the, the Fruitful Investing Podcast, but mainly his business has come from YouTube. And that's something that you don't necessarily hear about when it comes to real estate professionals, real estate investors, entrepreneurs in general. And I think he has a very, very unique expect, uh, unique perspective. And I'm super, super stoked to share with you the insights that we gain uh, from this episode, from this conversation with a powerful Matt Pichet. Ladies and gentlemen, here you go. My conversation with the fruitful investor himself, Matt Pichet. All right, if you're tuning in on Facebook Live, my name is Oliver Manolis. Very happy to be here with the powerful, the fruitful investor, <laughs> Matt Pichet. Glad to be here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on to the show. And if you are tuning in on, on Facebook Live, this is a way to give you a little bit of a teaser of what's going to happen uh, on the podcast. So if you want to get the full episode in its entirety, make sure to go to the Oliver Manolis Show on anywhere you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe, and when the podcast is released, you'll get it. And uh, you just started your podcast. Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. Fruitful Investing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, for, you know what? Like, I just want to say, when I, when I walk in here, mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm walking into a piece of art. <laughs> it's all Rachel's art. Everything is Rachel's pretty much done. Like the, 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 the artwork, yeah. uh, the workmanship. This is, this is your doing, right? Yeah, almost everything here. I did everything. <laughs> Yeah. My goodness, man. Labor of love. Yeah. So, so for the people who don't know who you are, mm -hmm. you are an entrepreneur, you're an investor, mm -hmm. you're a social media marketing <laughs> guru. Thanks, man. You are a podcast host, Fruitful mm -hmm. Investing, which you just launched. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. And there, there's, there's so much I want for us to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different directions where we want to, where we can go. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I do want to know just like, how incredible you're doing <laughs> like on, on, on YouTube, yeah. on Instagram, uh, the type of feedback that you're getting, the yeah. type of action that you're getting. I see that there's so many people who are engaged, uh, with your channel, with your mm -hmm. content. And there's a lot of people who tune into this. There's probably a lot, there's a lot of people who are going to be watching this yeah. who would kill to have that kind of response to, to have yeah. that kind of engagement. What's, what's it been like? And it's a lot of work to get like a good, like influencer, um, on your on your youtube or podcast etc but it, more so recently when i changed the tune of being more open as a real estate investor and like what's going on as much as i can show behind the scenes that's when the engagement has really picked up when i first started my youtube channel it was just all real estate tips real estate tips business tips and there wasn't too much engagement uh but now since i switched the tune to more personalized it's awesome i'm, I'm making friends like i'm getting so many more partners which is the whole reason for doing all this marketing so it's working really well. Just being as authentic as I can be and open as I can be. 
why why was that something that you felt was necessary for you because you i mean yeah. you developed a persona <laughs> and i mean like if you go on youtube on your iphone it's an mm -hmm. infinite scroll of how many videos yeah definitely that you have like it's there, there's so much yeah you, you can easily do the matt pichet <laughs> weekend yeah of you know binging yeah. on youtube <laughs> to be binging on on yeah, the podcast for sure and then so there's a part of you that wanted to be more open and share yeah about your about yourself like what what happened like why is that the case for you yeah i don't really know it just kind of came natural like once i became a real estate agent and i realized that marketing was everything as an entrepreneur that's when i quickly realized that uh, i guess i putting out more content it was just like a natural feeling i started doing this back in 2011 2012 before it was really cool or known but something inside me just was like i have to share and it started off with blogging so i wrote a bunch of blogs then I said, well, I should get on video. You know, YouTube's kind of cool. I'm always on YouTube anyway. I'm sure other people are as well. So that just started snowballing. And then I saw the results just started coming in. People saying, hey, like, I feel like I know you. I feel like I'm your friend. And that's when I clicked in, like, well, this is really powerful. Also to build my business, but also just to help others and connect more with other people. I just kept snowballing and snowballing and it's building into something really cool. I don't think I know of too many people who are doing it the way that you're doing it. Like, especially in the world of real estate, real mm -hmm. estate investing, yeah. things that are very tangible and very like high ticket price. Yeah. Like I could see it for some of the people who are in the, in the online space, for sure, yeah. uh, those types of entrepreneurs working in the digital space. Yeah. So like, but for you to gain the following and to gain the, the community yeah. and the relationships, like congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It's just as you said, there's not many realtors or real estate investors doing it. So that's like a whole thing I captured that I realized nobody else is doing it. So if I do it, I'll kind of be one of the first. Um, it's like I said, it's working out pretty well. And where are you hitting people? Because I, I mean, yeah. you, you you shout out towns sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why are you talking? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, uh, you know, talking, talking about Kitchener or talking yeah. about Cambridge. Like you have examples. I'm assuming that's because maybe some of the people who are watching are from all over the place. Yeah. Who, where are people tuning in from? Actually, the majority of the people who are watching me or follow me are from the, from the U.S., which is really cool. It's really interesting. There's less people following me from Canada, which is kind of funny because that's my target market. I'm really targeting my marketing mostly towards Kitchener-Waterloo, Toronto, etc. But when I look at my YouTube stats, easily 50, 60% of all the views are from the U.S., which is really cool. And, and you find like the same insights, the same strategies. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the same business strategies or real estate investing strategies will apply anywhere. Um, but my, it's funny because my main focus is Kitchener Waterloo, Toronto. So it's really interesting. So you just recently, you're like, you're, you're famously like the multi-millionaire <laughs> millennial. Yeah, trying to be. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I mean, you just released a video about like what the mm -hmm. 10 years, yeah. you know, the, the, what the journey has been over the past 10 years. Yeah. So I, I would love for you to share, you know, where, where were you 10 years ago? Like yeah. you're, you're 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Like making that video was really cool. Cause it was like, yeah, I've done all these things. I bought these properties. It's cool. Like yeah, I'm successful, whatever. But when I made that video, I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't really realize like how behind I came from where I was just a carpenter out of high school, you know, had no money at all until only about like four years ago when things started clicking with the business and all the struggles I went through when I made that video was like totally eye opening. So I started off just like I said, as a carpenter, did that right out of high school. I started my own business, renovating for investors. I loved it at the time, but I I'm, realized... I'm got, I don't mean to interrupt, mm -hmm. but like, just slow down for a second. Yeah. Like, how did you get into yeah. becoming a carpenter? Like, yeah. why, why that path? I just kind of fell into it. Like, My dad was a carpenter. His dad was a carpenter. So I saw it growing up. 
Um, and when I was a kid, I swore I would never do it. I would never uh, do backbreaking labor. But in high school, you know, I wasn't very good with academia or with getting good grades. So when I took tech class or carpentry class, I absolutely loved it. And actually, my uh, teacher at that time kind of saw that I liked it and enjoyed it. And he said, why don't we go in the back? We'll get a couple students and we'll build like a mini house. It was like a shed. And then we, we built it all. We roofed it. We put the wiring in. And when I did that project, I absolutely loved it. I was like, this is what I'm going to do with my life 100%. You just felt that. I just like, felt yeah. it. It was like a call. Like, I, yeah, I'm going to do this 100%. And I just got oh. totally obsessed with it. I thanked him so much after like he kind of built it up. Uh, and then I joined like a home building course after high school um, where we built an entire house with a bunch of students, you know, ages like 17 to 20 was the, the class. This was like an after high school type of thing. And again, just totally even fell in love with it so much more. We built this whole house with our bare hands, no nail guns. It was all hammer and nails, like old school Wow. So that was a really cool feeling. I just got totally obsessed with it. I just ran with it. And then I started watching like HGTV, flipped that house. And that's when I got even more turned on to real estate investing specifically. So I love the carpentry. Was that, that was your first exposure? Yeah. Did you not have any other exposure to possibilities of, no. of investing, entrepreneurship, generating wealth in that way? Not really. Like we never talked about money too much when I was a kid. Uh, I never learned about wealth building or how to make money. So when I saw this flip that house thing, again, it was just like a calling. It was just like a light. It was like, I got to do this. I don't know why, but I just got to do it. It made perfect sense because I loved carpentry. Real estate investing seemed cool. So I just fell into that, and I started reading more books, more books, more books, watching well, YouTube were videos. Were there any like, notable books, like ones that really yeah. stand out for you yeah, that so some of us might want to consider? Number one was Flip. It was called Flip. I think it was from the creators of Flip That House or mm-hmm. Keller, I think. Um, so that was the book that kind of really got me on it. And then I got into Don Campbell's books. And that's when it like went full steam ahead. Don Campbell, the whole Rain team, all their books. I just, in yeah, I just consumed all of their books. And then I, I eventually joined Rain. And then it was like, that's it. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. <laughs> how, how long? So, so Rain is Real Estate Investment Network. Yeah. And uh, for the people who are listening, that's part of how we're connected. Yeah, like exactly. we're both part of that community, and like it's it's played such a huge role in, in both yeah. of our lives. Um, tell us, like, like what was the value in that for you? There was a ton of value, more so in the fact that I was overwhelmed by all the success in the room and thought like I could never do this. I could never meet people who are doing th- or be like them who are doing this many deals. I wish I could be like them. And it was more so the mindset change of if they could do it, I could definitely do it. And when I joined Rain, I was like 22, 23. So I was super young. Everybody that I met was like, well, you're so young and you're here. Like it was really (laughs) cool. So it was just overwhelming. And I just looked up to a lot of people like Don Campbell, Russell Westcott, all Patrick Francie, all of them just looked up to them. If I could be like them one day, if I could hang out with them one day. And yeah, I just evolved and evolved and evolved. And I started my own business because I didn't want to be an employee anymore. So I had the entrepreneur spirit kind of inside me, which again, when I was a teenager or younger, I had no thoughts of this. I never thought I'm going to be an entrepreneur on my own, but I knew was I was... Was there even anyone around you No, like nobody, that? nobody. Nobody in my family or the extended family, I don't think, was ever an entrepreneur of any kind. So it was very weird, but I was always very det- like obsessed and willing to take action as a kid and whatever I did. So it kind of made sense. But I never thought like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. So I just kind of uh, started my own business, renovating properties for investors, mostly for RAIN members. And that's when it really took off because I started working with a lot of RAIN members on their properties. And they all said, Matt, I wish you were a realtor. You know, all the realtors I'm working with, they don't know anything about real estate investing. They're just, you know, your regular realtor. I I wish you were my realtor. 
And I thought, hmm, like, I'm not going to be a carpenter forever. I don't want to be. I can't do this until I'm 50 or more. And how old was that? Like 22, 23. <laughs> so I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll become a realtor. And pretty much the rest is history. <laughs> that, was, that was like seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of struggle to just become a carpenter and do that, yes, do that full sure. time. And then, and then you're already going to transition just a few years later. Yeah. Was that, was that challenging for you? Was it a no brainer for you? Like it was kind of a no brainer, but it was challenging because I was leaving something that I knew I could do for the rest of my life. I could make a decent living, but I knew I wanted more. I didn't want to just be, make a decent living. I wanted to live life on my terms and I could see that real estate was the answer with the people around me at rain. So I thought if I could be a realtor, this is just the stepping stone to get me to become a great investor. And that's what I use now. Like I love being a real estate agent, um, but I, it's a stepping stone really to build my real estate investing business so that I can live life on my terms and do whatever I want, do cooler stuff than being a realtor mm-hmm. or being a carpenter, et cetera. I would love for us to, to dig a little bit yeah. into, you know, what motivate, what motivated you, you know, there, I feel like. There's got to be something about you in, in, you know, in your life experience mm-hmm. that woke you up to be like, I need to generate wealth. Yeah. Like I need to create financial freedom. I need to become an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like this is not going to happen in this, in this traditional path yeah. or the path that's been laid out. Like, is there something from your life experience that kind of, mm-hmm. that, that kind of triggered that, that awakening yeah. for you? Just growing up, um, fairly broke, I would say, in my mm-hmm. family life. We didn't have money for really anything except for the needs, you know, clothing, house, etc. And even that at times was pretty tough, some tough times. So my parents always told me, you know, I want you guys to do better. But, but my mom specifically was kind of entrepreneur minded a little bit. And she always told me, you know, if you want to do you know, more in life, you know, start a business of some sort. You know, my mom and dad had a business at one time. A, a construction business. It didn't really work out for them. They had to stop it and go back to being employees. But she always told me, you know, that's the way to really uh, live life on your terms is start a business. So she's always dropped little nuggets. But again, nothing like you should go to business school. You should do this. But it's just enough to realize I don't want to live the way you guys did. Not that it was bad, but and she even fully mm-hmm. fully said that you know it's we're not living bad, but you know you guys should do better. Don't be like us and. When I saw everybody around me, my friends, parents, you know, everybody around me, my, my, my family, et cetera, extended family, they're all living the same, which is paycheck to paycheck almost, you know, barely getting what they want. It was just about the needs, and I knew that I had to do something different. I don't know what it was, but I just knew I had to do something different and that it was going to be different, which is even something else. I knew deep down that I would be wealthy or live life on my terms some way. I didn't know how, but I just knew it was going to be. So was it just, was it like smooth? You're just like, I'm going to get started. Let's go get some clients yeah. in your, in your first business or even as a realtor yeah. or like what, what did it end up? What did it end up look like, looking <laughs> yeah. like? It was super tough. Especially when I started my carpentry business, I was just looking on Craigslist, Kijiji for clients and you know, saying I was specializing with investors. If you have rental properties, I'll fix them for you. I'll manage them for you. I had no idea what I was doing with property management. But I just I was fishing for clients, and then when I joined Rain, I got a couple clients from there, a couple good uh, people who kind of took me under their wing and taught me, you know, this is how we do real estate. This is the kind of things we look for. Saying things like, you know, I wish you were my realtor, etc. And that's when things really started clicking, and I just kind of kept going, kept going, and yeah, everything kind of fell into place smoothly. But there were a lot of challenges. And then like when I started my realtor business, again, I was leaving something I kind of built up. I had a client list, and I was starting from zero all over again. So that was a big jump. And that was kind of like, 
the hardest time I would say in my life so far where I was the most broke, you know, we didn't have any money coming in. I just left my carpentry job and I jumped full on to real estate investing. You know, we were living on credit card bills. It was pretty rough at that time. So as you know, I wanted to bring you on yeah. because I feel like there's, there's so much behind your story. Like there's adversity and challenges that have helped generate who you've become, help build who you've become. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we look at you, you know, your books and your courses <laughs> and your videos, you yeah. know, the, we might intellectually get like, yeah, you know, Matt's just a yeah. guy too. And, I, you know, if, if it's possible for him, it's possible for me. But naturally, like just the automatic reaction when we're going through the internet, it's like, it's like, wow, he's, he's special. Like he's, <laughs> he's really, like, he must be someone really special. There's something he has that I don't have. Yeah. Um, and I feel like getting the behind the scenes look like yeah. maybe just a little bit deeper, mm -hmm. uh, to see what those challenges were. And I like to say breakdowns happen before breakthroughs. Yeah. And this sounds like this, you said this is the challenge, most challenging time in your yeah. life. Um, I would love for you to expand mm -hmm. on why that was so challenging and what was so challenging about it. What did it look like? Paint us a picture. Yeah. It was challenging emotionally because I promised myself, you know, I wouldn't be broke like my parents and their parents and everybody around me. And here I was, you know, on my own, finally, 22, 23 years old, living in my own home. And I was broke just like they were. And I was like, man, like, what the hell? This is the same shit, the same cycle. This has got to change. This is not what I promised myself. And I just kept working and working at it. And it just was really tough to get clients. Because, again, social media wasn't really a thing back then. So it wasn't really working as well as it was today. People weren't comfortable with it. And that's where I was spending most of my time, just building the branding, building the branding. And it wasn't really paying off yet. And there was even a time where I, I only told you this, but when I was at the lowest point, uh, which was a real, I guess, a breakdown and the tipping point, was when I had like no money, credit card bills were stacked up, and I thought like I gotta do something, I gotta get a job. Again. And so how many months has it been like not really moving, like, and you're kind of like, what is, what am I yeah. doing? Like six or eight months as a realtor, that's a long time to be living on credit cards and doing one sale, maybe one sale the next month, maybe not even. I think that my first year I only made ten thousand dollars as a realtor, and that's what I was that's living like, on. It was like one and a half deals. Yeah, like it was terrible, and that's what I was living on. Two deals. Um, and I thought, I, I got to get a job, I guess. So I tucked my tail between my legs and I thought, well, I don't want to be a carpenter again because that's like 40 hours a week. Plus, you know, I, I still want to build this realtor business thing. So I went to Home Depot <laughs> to get a job. And that was the most like self-defeating thing. Nothing wrong with working at Home Depot, but as a carpenter, a skilled carpenter, like I was doing a lot of homes and doing a lot of renovations. And working with investors. Working with investors. And you're around yeah, all these people exactly. who are growing the portfolio. Yeah. And you're like excited yeah. about this new realtor business. Exactly. And then six, eight months later. Yeah. It's just my emotional state was like, shit. Uh, just always sad and depressed. And I thought, okay, screw it. I got to go to Home Depot, get a job. So I applied. And they were even like, really? Like you're a carpenter, you have all this experience. And they're like, okay, well, we'll call you back in a week. We'll let you know. They call me back right away. And they're like, of course you got the job, Like you're overqualified. Sure, come on in. And then just about that time, it was about a week time. And then I got some clients coming in as a realtor. And business was kind, I could see it was already Where did changing. they come from? Where did they come? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where did they come from? Universe. <laughs> where, where, yeah, it's six to eight months. Exactly. They're not, they're not there. Yeah, How exactly. Did... <laughs> That's the other freaky thing for so sure. What, yeah, what do you think that is? Oh, I think you say the universe. Like, yeah. what, what's your Yeah. So I'm a big believer in law of attraction. Big believer in it. I've seen it work for me over and over again when I really put my mind to it. And like when shit like that happens and it's really low for me, I can, it's, hap it's worked for me so well. So I really believe that's what happened. 
So I, I gave up, I guess. I said the universe, like, fine, this is what you want me to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a man, and I'm going to step up, and I got to get a job, you know, because I can't just keep going down this credit card route. And then, like I said, I got a, uh, a client, and then more came on. And then when they called me and said, yeah, the job's yours. Come on in. We'll interview you, I guess. I just said, you know what? I don't think so. I think I'm good now. Uh, thank you, but I'll, I'll let you know if I need to come back to everything, right? And they're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then... The rest is kind of history. It just kind of kept snowballing slowly, slowly. Nothing really like overnight success with my business or anything. It was just like grinding ever since that point, which is like six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Just slowly grinding, grinding, and building and building. And now it's becoming something awesome. Oh, man. Well, well I want us to go back to kind of like the low point, just, just for some people to be like just really clear what was the mood? What was the atmosphere? What was your energy? You know, you're, you're in a, in a relationship, you have like, you have to show up, right? Even if there might be an opportunity when you're with a client and maybe some of those in a workout, like what Mm -hmm. was it? What was that experience like? It was just like defeating, like emotionally, I was just drained. I felt like a piece of shit. You know, here I am working so hard, doing all these blogs, building my brand. It's going nowhere. I have to go back to Home Depot to go work or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was just a really, really bad time, just emotionally. Just a lot of self-hate, like in my mind, like you're a piece of shit. You should be doing more. You know, I was working 10, 12 hours a day. Well, work more, man. Like, what are you doing? You're not, you don't have clients yet. Put in more hours. It was like, holy shit. Like, that was like for a good two or three years, just self-hate <laughs> pretty oh, much and like thank you for being very yeah. very direct yeah, about that yeah. because like i think that someone so many of us when we are reading books and scrolling online yeah. we we don't we can't even imagine that some of the people that we look up to can have that kind of negative self-talk yeah. to self-hatred um but but it, like the fact that you like went through that yeah and you're willing to talk about it i think that's yeah. part of like not only you kind of like releasing it and maybe sure. like healing it, but other people who are here, other people who are listening to it, it gives them the opportunity and the space to be like, wow, you know what? Like, like, okay, that's, that's just, just normal. Yeah. Like that's sure. kind of part of the process. But as you look back now is, yeah. I mean, how would you navigate that knowing what you know now? Yeah. Well, now's a little bit of a different time because most of my business, well, all my business is online with social media marketing, et cetera. So I kind of know deep down that business business will be good going forward. It's just because the marketing is working. I've already done the groundwork with the books and the videos. But at that time, like I didn't really have any of that. It was just kind of guessing, like, I hope this works out. I was doing something very different as a realtor back then. Everybody was still doing, you know, the uh, open houses or door knocking. I was totally against that because I was a millennial. You know, I'm not doing that. You know, online marketing is the future. You're rebellious. Yeah. So, and it's just not my personality. I'm super introverted, you know, so not knocking on doors was not my natural thing. Right. So I knew it would work. I just, it's just, I hoped it was quicker, (laughs) but eventually it caught up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the stop button on our Facebook live and if you, if anyone wants to find the fruitful investor himself, Matt Pichet, where they can, where can they find you? Go on YouTube, type in the fruitful investor. You'll find uh, all my videos there. It links to all my websites, all my courses, all my books, or my podcast, fruitful investing podcast, or Instagram, just Matt Pichet. Yeah, you're you're up to a lot of cool stuff on Instagram. <laughs> 
Um, and make sure if you want to get the full episode of this, subscribe to the Oliver Manley Show. It'll be out in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for joining us on the Facebook Live. Make sure to be in touch with the, bo- with the both of us. Direct message, follow, connect, and uh, we'll see you soon. Yeah. So it all just started to, yeah. to slowly, slowly, slowly build, yeah. pick up. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. It wasn't like an overnight success. You know, some people really blow up really quick on Instagram or YouTube. This was like a slow grind, like just slowly building. So you have to be really patient, which is something I still struggle with today. I still wish it would go faster. I wish I would get more clients, more partners. And it's just like, man, like, like I said, doing that 10-year transformation video, I realized like, whoa, I've done a lot in the past 10 years. But it's kind of the same the same struggles, just different right now. It's still the same feeling of, you know, you should be doing more. You should be getting more clients. You should have more money, et cetera. It's crazy. Over, over the, the, the 10-year journey, like how much time, how much energy do you, do you put into just stopping, yeah. looking back, and then looking at this moment yeah. and being like, holy shit, like look at what we've done. Like yeah. look at, look how, how often does that happen for you? Very little. And that's kind of my probably my biggest problem is I never really reflect on what we've done. It's always kind of like, what's next? I got cool projects going on, new courses I'm releasing, new videos I got to do, which is fun. Like, I love doing all that. I'm obsessed with that. It helps people. It's, it's cool. It gets me clients. But it's the same kind of emotional like runaround where it's like, you should be doing more. Uh, you should be working harder. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk works 20 hours a day. You're only working like 12 lazy you know what i mean it's like come on <laughs> but that's like the reality of the, of the talk which is part of like a social media problem right like you said everybody looks good on social media everything looks cool but there's a lot of struggles mm-hmm. that everybody goes through and you said it was like slowly slowly yeah. grinding day in day out yeah um did you did you again have those periods yeah. Where there was dips and there was gaps and when opportunities came yeah. and so there were dips, not even as close to as low as like the Home Depot low, but <laughs> Home Depot low. Yeah, that's a new word. Yeah, that's a new hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the lowest for sure, but definitely that's just the business cycle of entrepreneurs. You're gonna have dips, you're gonna have ups, um, but yeah, there's always a dip. Usually, probably every four to six months in any business, and that's what I've kind of seen. But again, is it really a low? No, compared to like. Uh, you know, struggling in a job or working nine to five and something you hate. It's not even close to as low as that. But for someone who's a high achiever or who wants to do cool things, it's just, again, like a lot of self hate in your head of you should be doing more. You should be working harder, more videos, hire more mm-hmm. people. It's just like, yeah, a lot of pressure on yourself. Well, yeah, you know, I want to get into <laughs> the, the amount of pressure that you put on yourself, but also, you know, you just shared um, like in a lot of your videos that you've hit. 23 mm-hmm. investment properties yeah which like that i mean the bulk of that's what in the last three years yeah three or four years yeah so tell me about so i mean my personal experience was i did not like being at the mercy of my joint venture partners yeah and i felt and it's not like they were directly doing it i was yeah. doing it to myself like the added pressure i kind of resented sure. it they weren't doing it directly to me but that's kind of how i experienced it and it was yeah. not it was not pleasant um how like how sure. have you experienced that? How have you grown um, yeah. in being being with that level of responsibility and accountability? Yeah. To I don't are, is that like one partner per deal or like most of them are one partner per deal. Some partners we do multiple deals with. Uh, those are the easiest deals because the partners trust me fully, and that's the thing. I don't really have a lot of pressure from my partners, or you know they're not really attacking me every week for updates or whatever. 
because of the marketing I've done, because of the kind of authority level I've set of my knowledge, that the, all my partners to date, um, when they invest with me, they just let me do my thing. They're just like, here, man, here's the money. You know, I get what you're doing. You know, just text me like when the renovation's over. And then I just follow up with them like once every three to four months. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> yeah. For, for the people who are listening, can you give some, some context as to how some of the, these mm-hmm. deals are formulated? Yeah. Cause I think that'll be, that's, that's super, super fascinating mm-hmm. how you've structured them, how they've come together. Yeah. And it seems impossible. Like yeah. that's a, that's a, like literally it's, it's unthinkable <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, for people who don't know, uh, I'm on YouTube, but all of my partners have come from YouTube, all <laughs> of them, which is, it sounds crazy to other people. And to me, it's a little crazy, but everybody's like, what? Like all of them came from YouTube. I didn't meet these people at networking meetings. I didn't meet with them at other events. All of them came from watching my YouTube videos and they contacted me privately and said, Hey, I watched all your YouTube videos. I love what you're doing. Here's a hundred grand. Go for it. So it's been really um, trustworthy of my partners. They, they see the system. They see the properties I've renovated. I show the before and afters for a reason. That's the marketing that I do. So I set the precedent so they know, you know, okay, if I invest with Matt and Kitchener, this is what it's going to look like. It's going to be good. So my partners fully trust me. But essentially, they have to bring all of the money to the deal and get the financing in their name. So they have to pay for the down payment, all the renovations, all the money, all of it, which is usually about $100,000 for the average single family deal that we're doing. Yes. And then they get the financing in their name, so the mortgage. So I put no money in, but I manage the entire renovation process. I find the deal. I manage the property managers. I find the tenants, et cetera. And I do that for the whole time we're partners. So five years, six years, seven years, et cetera. I manage the whole thing. And then when we sell the property, usually in five years, we split the profits 50-50 after they get all of their money back that they ever put in first. So that's how my deals are structured. I put so no I money could, in. I could already feel like people who are listening might red flag. Yeah, like you're hey. not putting any money in? Yeah. You're not going on the financing? Yeah. Can you can you share with us what, like how like the, the value that you are putting in yeah. in, in exchange for that and, and why someone would want to agree yeah. To that kind of deal. Cause I mean, there's still going to be so many investors like, no, you got to put your money in. Like, yeah. no, you gotta, be, you gotta be on title. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sh- so share about that. It's really never been even an issue. It, maybe <laughs> the first couple once I did there, people were like, you know, this doesn't seem right. You know, you should put some money in. And I had to like convince them. Well, Hey, you know, I've done all the work. I got all the experience. Okay, fine. But now, you know, for the past four or five years, it's, ne- it's never even been a question. Nobody's even said, you know, this doesn't seem right. You should put money in. They just get it because of my authority level, I guess, through my marketing, all the knowledge I've given up for free on YouTube, my books, they know I'm the expert. And that's really the key. If you're an expert in something, mm. you'll never get questioned on your services or how much money you're putting in, et cetera. They'll just trust you. Wow. That is so freaking, so like no money in, mm-hmm. not on, not on title, exactly, yeah. straight from YouTube. <laughs> I mean, that like, it sounds, it sounds like too yeah. good to be true to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? and, and I'm sure, I'm sure to a lot of people, Yeah. like what kind of, um, what kind of advice would you give to, to us when it mm-hmm. comes to, um, even like going in, going in that direction? Yeah. I think social media is, and just online marketing is so undervalued. People still think it's not important. It's not a thing. It is so important, especially in 2019 and beyond. Like you have to be on social media or online marketing. If you're an entrepreneur, it's the only way you're going to grow your business quickly because the old way was, you know, we'd go to networking meetings, shake hands, 
maybe meet 10 to 15 people a night if you're lucky. Now with YouTube, you know, I have hundreds of videos. People are watching them all the time, 24 seven when I'm at networking meetings or when I'm traveling the world to Hawaii or Costa Rica or whatever, people are watching those videos 365, you know, all year round and they're getting my, my pitch or they're getting my system. So I'm teaching them without even trading my time. It's just multiplied. So that's really the power of social media. (laughs) Fruitful, man. Yeah. Planting the seeds. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's unbelievable once you realize the power of online marketing. Man. So I want to know what's this for? Mm-hmm. Like you're working your ass off. Yeah. You've gone through hell. <laughs> yeah. And you're 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 taking you're taking on so much responsibility. Yeah. In your business with your partnerships, with properties, you're also doing like flips in between, yeah. like here and there and you you have online courses. Like, I don't yeah. even know how the hell you do. It's crazy. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know how you do all of it. Yeah. Like, there, there's, there's so yeah. much. But, like, what, like, what's it for? Like, what are you working towards? Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. And I told you this before, which is uh, pretty funny. The whole reason why I'm working so hard, working all these hours, is so I can retire and live like a monk who owns nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, re- renounce yeah. possessions. It's kind of like that. What I want, the whole reason why I'm doing this is to retire, hopefully in five years, or have the option of retirement by age 35. Um, I want to live in Costa Rica or somewhere tropical, somewhere nice, own a big piece of land. I want to have a nice house. That's probably the only nice possession I, I, that I want. The rest is just eating fruit, barefoot, no shoes, growing my own food, and then managing and checking in on my portfolio every you know, like once a month or something with my property managers back here in Kitchener. That's the life. So it's kind of funny when I think about it and when I talk about it, cause I'm working so hard to have nothing. Why don't I just move down there and have nothing right now? <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you like, yeah. what? I don't know. That's like a personal thing I got to work through, I guess. I don't know. Like I'm still, I think it's in me to be driven and to succeed. I've always been that way my whole life. You know, I got to do something. I got to take action. I, I love helping people. I love being the guy who can help people. So I think I'll still do that in some manner, even when I do retire. And I say that in quotations. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think that, I mean, what, what you're talking about, it's, it's accessible yeah. right now. Definitely. And maybe a couple of years ago it was already accessible for yeah. you to do, to, li- to, to live yeah. that kind of monk lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just don't feel like it's time. And even, even you've told me that before. It's just not time. Mm-hmm. If it was time, I would know it was time and I would just do it. I still feel like I have more to do, uh, more people to help, more things to you know, uh, achieve. So we'll see. <laughs> and like al- along the way, like, like, I guess more, more recently, have there been um, like real def- defining moments, things that kind of really catapulted you even, even more? Because if in the last three years, the bulk of all those properties... Mm-hmm came in like yeah. that's that's those are growth spurts like mm. is that just because of social media marketing is there anything else that I th- it's honestly i think it's just social media marketing that's been my one key driver for all of this and it's it feels like it kind of just happened recently but i think it's all the hours i put in before that all the books all the videos and then it's just a snowball effect of social media you get ranked more people watch your videos you rank even higher more people watch your videos and eventually it kind of seems like everybody's watching your videos and then it just kind of grows from there. Man. What what kind of stories can you share with us about like people who have listened and follow followed your advice or yeah. started working with you? Like yeah, what kind of crazy, in, interesting, fascinating? Yeah. It's really cool. I, I have like a happy folder 
uh, in my email for all my past clients or my partners or people who just watch me and they email me and say like, oh my God, because of you, like I've literally made 70,000 or 100,000 or whatever. I can travel with my family to, you know, Mexico every year now, thanks to my tenants, like really cool emails that it's really cool to go back and read them and it just makes me feel awesome. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's the whole reason why, you know, I love doing this. Uh, not only am I building my wealth, but I'm actually literally helping other people create their, you know, ideal lifestyle, which is amazing. I think, I think that is so noble to me because it's not only that you are, um, selfishly accumulating wealth mm-hmm. for yourself. Like you, you don't have to make, I mean, the YouTube videos are part of the marketing, Yeah, but I mean, concurrently you have courses yeah. and you're teaching and you're supporting people to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Like, and that just means you're like you're part of that the movement of empowering and uplifting mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, and that's where I think I'm honestly headed, and I've always known that. Um, kind of fun fact: my first job that I thought I was going to be was like a, a school teacher, like grade seven or eight. Like a teacher was going to be my first job. So, and I kind of disregarded, you know, no real life has to kick in. Can't be a teacher, etc. <laughs> but now I'm kind of going back, and it's like no, like I'm a natural teacher. I feel like. And that's, that's what I want to do in the future. I don't know how it's going to look like exactly, but I know when I'm done with this real estate thing, you know, full time, it'll be some sort of teaching some way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you are teaching already. Yeah, exactly. Like your yeah. YouTube videos, you have the For flip sure. chart, you're yeah. dro- like, <laughs> like that's like you're, you're Mr. Piche. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's awesome. Mr. Fruitful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. So you have, I mean, when I, when I looked at the, the when I watched the video, there's so many other things that I, yeah. that I saw in there, <laughs> like you shredding the guitar. Yeah. Um, you've even sent me like this didgeridoo, yeah. <laughs> uh, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and like you have all these other, <laughs> other interests yeah, and you have like sure. a singing bowl collection. Yeah, definitely. Like there's so many layers to you. <laughs> like yeah. what's it like? Tell me like where I feel like there's a, there's a, there's spirituality in your life. Definitely. There's a, tell yeah. me about the role of spirituality, um, and I mean, we can go into like how that's impacted like creativity and, and yeah. creation. And yeah, like I'm definitely more right brain creative. I've always been that way. So when I found music when I was 13, you know, my dad bought me a guitar. He was a uh, he plays guitar really well my whole life. And again, I never thought you know I'll play guitar until he bought me one, and then I was totally obsessed with it. But I think it's in us. Right? It's, it's in me too. I'm definitely a musician. I play a lot of weird instruments: ukulele, sitar, didgeridoo, etc. Um, so music is a big part of me and I think the spirituality also was always something that I kind of knew about even when I was a young kid, but I never really explored it. But when I turned like, you know, 19, 20, when I moved out and kind of could pursue my own interests, that's when it kind of came up like really full on that, you know, I, I really believe in other things or other, you know, powers that we have as humans to control our lives or heal our bodies, et cetera, all these cool things. And I just started exploring it that's what, and the singing bowls came in after that. And again, that was like another natural thing. Like, oh yeah, like this is for sure what I'm going to do. Stay in some way, you know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. You're, so you're like, you're drawn, yeah. you're, you're drawn in that direction. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you eat like, you eat really well as well. Yeah. I'm obsessed with health. That's kind of why the whole name of the fruitful investor came from is because I'm obsessed with a plant-based diet, mostly comprised of fruits you know, like 70, 80% of our diet is fruit mm-hmm. and then in the summer it's more cause it's more accessible. But I'm really obsessed with clean eating, you know, being healthy, taking care of my body, taking care of my, 
emotional state as best as I can. That's still something I'm working on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the next phase is more the emotional stuff, but yeah. body wise, you know, I'm taking care as much as I can, all the science behind it, all the cool things that go with that. So I'm drawn to, yeah, how's a plant-based diet mm-hmm. for you? Cause I like, I think I've shared yeah. with you that, I mean, I, I was plant-based mm-hmm. for about two or three years, maybe that's maybe 10 years ago, yeah. but even in just in the last eight months, yeah. definitely a lot more plant-based, but mm-hmm. like 90, 95%, lots yeah. of fruits mainly. Um, but like, there's so many, there's so many other kinds of, uh, ways of eating. Yeah. Right. For sure. and, and like you go, you just go on, on Facebook and you're like, Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. everyone, everyone has an opinion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I would love to know kind of like what your approach and what your perspective is yeah. and like where, like what has motivated you to go, to go in this direction? How's it been yeah. for you? It was kind of a smooth transition. Um, I didn't say like one day, Oh, I'm going to go vegan right overnight. I just started off by researching and watching documentaries about juicing. And that's when it really kind of started. So I bought a juicer, you know, a cheap juicer. I started juicing some celery and carrots and my body felt really good. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And it was a very natural fit because I've always loved fruits and vegetables. Season as a kid, you know, my favorite thing that my parents would make for dinner is like cut up raw cucumbers. Like that was my like treat. And my mom would always make me like, you know, vegetable platters as a treat. So I think it was natural for my body type to just go into that. But it all started off with juicing. And then, um, then when I started eating like meat and eggs and cheese while juicing didn't really work out so well, my stomach was like, Oh, that doesn't feel well. You know, when I drink the juice, I feel so good. And then when I eat the big steak, I don't feel good at all. So there was a smooth transition. Of, okay. Well, okay. Well, let's drop the steaks and we'll just keep How eating. long goes that? This was when I was about 24. So six years okay. ago. Okay. So, so it's I, not that long, not ago. that long ago at all. And I thought, okay, let's stop the steaks and just keep eating eggs and cheese. Okay, so it felt pretty good. Kept going on with that for like, you know, four, six months. Then the stomach started hurting again when I was eating more plant-based, more raw foods. That when I ate the eggs or the cheese, I didn't feel very good. Okay, well, let's drop that for a bit. Let's try this. And before I knew it, I was like fully vegan or plant-based. It was like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I'm this guy now. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a very smooth, you know, six to eight month transition with no intention of going vegan like for certain reasons. It was more so health reasons that got me to it. It wasn't necessarily animal rights or, you know, all those other good reasons. Uh, but now that I've been plant-based for so long, I could never imagine going back and eating a steak or eggs for animal reasons and the health reasons. So it's interesting mm-hmm. how it just kind of like all comes around. Yeah. You know, I, f- I find that like, for me, I just feel like my body is less stressed. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it- it, it seems to me like in my own body when I eat, when I do eat meat, cause I still do eat meat mm-hmm. sometimes, um, things with like lots of like animal protein, animal fats, yeah. um, even like cheese. Like I love pizza. Yeah, for sure. But, like I could, <laughs> I could just tell that my body needs yeah. to work yeah, hard, a lot sure, more. Yeah. But when I eat plant, when I'm eating my plant-based meals, which is usually, which is most of the time, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's just like, it's like effortless processing. Yeah. Like it just goes straight into energy, turns into yeah, energy. Exactly, my body yeah. uses it. I feel light, feel clean. People are just like, wow, like what's going on? Like your skin, your, yeah. your face, like what, what, like your, yeah. something's changing. Yeah. And I'm like, and I feel good. Like I feel like for I sure. have so, so much more energy. Yeah. I yeah. think it, it does feel lighter. And for me, like I really use nature as like a guide in life. I really believe in living in line with the laws of nature, which is kind of the way, you know, that I guide my whole life. So when you're eating raw fruits from the land, you know, I feel like nature is always right. You know, the, the piece of lettuce that's grown without cooking it, cucumbers without cooking them, there's an intelligence in that food, in that water. That's what I truly believe. So when you're eating in line with nature, I think it's just the way humans should be. 
not to say I'm going to go around and say, oh, you should be eating plant-based. That's, that's not my mission. I, th- I think that's a, I think that's where yeah. it gets dicey. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Is the, the, I mean, I get people, you know, people get excited, especially oh, when their sure. lives oh, exactly, cha- yeah. are changed for the better. Yeah. Um, and they feel healthier, they feel more vibrant. They start being like, they start evangelizing yeah. it. Um, but, but, but then it becomes, it c- turns into like me versus you, type me of versus yeah. you, us versus them. Yeah. And it, I just don't know if it's, if it's productive, yeah. but that, but I mean, like I wanted to like go here with this conversation because mm. I think it's, it's worth you trying for your, yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like it's yeah. worth you seeing for yourself. Like yeah. what happens when my day consists, my meals consist of, sure. you know, yeah. a couple of meals, like just plant-based and maybe one meal here and there, yeah. like, like some, some some animal protein like and reduce it yeah exactly like, how does it feel for the first week second week yeah try third it week? Yeah. yeah and just and just and just see yeah and that's the thing people say like oh i can never go vegan you know it's bad for you but well have you done it before well no and the same thing with vegans say you know eating meat is really bad well, well have you done it properly before no so it's, it goes both ways mm-hmm. everybody's a little different whatever works best for your body um yeah so i can't help but just notice so like as as you start revealing more of yourself, right? On like on the show. Mm-hmm. You have 23 investment properties. All of your clients, all your investors come from YouTube. <laughs> You're a vegan. Yeah. You're in tune with nature. <laughs> you have a collection of singing bowls. <laughs> I'm a real hippie, man. So it's not only that, but like <laughs> I I truly I see that leaders feel isolated. Mm-hmm. They feel alone. Um, but of course, like when you reach more uh, a level of success, it feels even more lonely. Yeah. Like, do you, yeah. you, know, you stand apart, right? <laughs> Not many people can say that they have these kinds of achievements yeah. that, that you have. Do you ever get that experience? Like, like feeling lonely? Who the hell yeah. can relate to me? Like to, yeah. to what I'm going through right now. That's exactly it. Yeah. I can't really talk to a lot of people who say, you know, oh, I got problems. You know, I got 23 properties. I'm so stressed out. People are like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. You know what I mean? So, but you no, know, I got problems, man. No. <laughs> so it is. What it's kind hard. of problems? Yeah, well, exactly. That's what they say, right? <laughs> yeah. What kind of problems? Well, just the emotional, like putting so much pressure on yourself, you know, wanting to achieve more, you know, why isn't this good enough? I logically know I should relax. I got, I got properties. I got wealth. You know, if, if shit ever hit the fan, I could sell a couple things. I'd be good, man. Like for pretty much the rest of my life, as long as I don't royally screw things up, yeah. you know, on purpose type of thing, I'm probably good for the rest of my life. Well, how come I'm not satisfied? How come I don't feel fulfilled totally? So that's the that's the other search or, you know, the quest I'm going on. Well, I got to find the thing. You know, I'm still developing uh, in, in what industry I want to go into, maybe later, et cetera. So it's always the chase, which that's probably a problem in itself for me, right? I'm always looking for the next thing. So we have problems. <laughs> <laughs> Just different ones, maybe. And you know what? It's like, it's funny because when you say that, those pro- the the problems are also part of what drive your success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like sure. the feeling of maybe I'll never be satisfied. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm always going to be hungry. Like I'm yeah. always going to want more. I'm always going to want what's next. And kind of like that keeps things yeah. moving forward. That keeps you excelling and things like that. But then like what you're saying is like on the flip side, it's also a problem. It Cause is, it's like, yeah. when am I going to stop and freaking relax and breathe? Yeah. And like, when is it going to be enough? Yeah, and like that's what like the big sellers say. You know, the big people selling stuff. They say, it, you know, you should be comfortable with the chase never ending. That's part of life. Don't let it stop. You know, like Grant Cardone. He's like, you know, you should never be fulfilled. Always work more. Uh, that's just the way you should be. And I'm kind of thinking, like, you know what? Maybe I should just accept that. But maybe that's not right either. You know. So what is right? So 
it's the same problems. Like this problems that I have of I need to achieve more, I need to work more, you know, and I I beat myself up over it. Maybe the same for the person who sits on the couch and doesn't do anything and says you should get up off the couch, lazy. It's the same problems, the same self hate, just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 so that level of I mean, like like self hate as you put it. Mm-hmm. Has that changed the more successful that you get? Like the it more has. you, yeah. does it does it lower? Do you yeah. get a better handle on? Like what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, how are you approaching it so you can get a better handle? I feel like it's it? lower. It's not nearly as bad as it was. Like on oh, my all time low type of thing, because I know logically, like okay, like if I didn't get any clients tomorrow, if I just said screw it, I'm done with this thing, I could mix a couple things up and retire somehow I, i'd be good financially so that kind of mm-hmm. calms my self-hate a little bit but it's still there in a certain way of you know i should be achieving more i should be doing more i should be helping people more what can i do next etc it's it's funny that you like you you use self the words self-hate yeah but like i mean you look at how you live mm-hmm. and what you surround yourself with yeah. it's very beautiful <laughs> right you. like you're traveling the world mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're spending time on the beach, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're spending time taking care of your body. You eat really well. There's yeah. beautiful art all around this home. Yeah. Like everything, like the workmanship, like you walk in, like, yeah. <laughs> like this is a, this is a great place to be. I mean, the, the expression of self-love kind of is all over here, yeah. but then you still say like, there's that. Yeah. It's internal. Like my exterior life looks great. I guess everything's nice. You know, I'm eating well, he said, but it's just more of the, the pressure of, doing more, achieving more, um, being better, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it's getting there. It's again, I'm learning to, you know. Yeah, how do you approach that moving forward? Because it sounds like you're really clear yeah. that that's a, you know, that's a concern for mm-hmm. you. Um, how do you yeah. approach that moving forward? Like, what do you see uh, looking ahead for the next six or 12 months? Like, how yeah. will you approach it? Just trying to relax more, trying to meditate more, which has been like kind of uh, something I want to do more, but been a problem lately i used to meditate a lot actually going through my rough rough times when i was 23 24 i was all about meditating all the time now that i really want to do it it's actually harder for some reason (laughs) but i know i got to do it right so i'm working more on that you know working with you to kind of work with my inner stuff so that's kind of where i'm leading now is you know the exterior stuff like you said is good it's taken care of my business is good the money's coming in that's awesome now it's time to kind of fix the internal so i can get the whole package Mm. that's what i really want in life i want the whole package i don't want just you know, just money, but have a shitty life, you know, outside of that. I want the whole thing. So it almost like, you know, you've created, you've created uh, an atmosphere for yourself so it can like relieve some of the external pressures. Like you said, the externals are kind of like, they're good. Mm -hmm. And now you're kind of free to work on the internal stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of the focus for me now is just kind of appreciating what I have around me, appreciating what I've gone through to get here and realizing like, I'm good. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I can just logically I know it, but emotionally I don't know it yet. You know? Yeah, I should be just happy and good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm working on that. So, is it, are are there like examples around you? Like, who are you looking to? What are you reading? What are you watching to kind of mm-hmm. begin to to cultivate that? Yeah. And so I watch a lot of positive um, people who are doing well in business. You know, Grant Cardone, Gary Vaynerchuk, a couple others. Um, which they build me up. They make me feel good. But at the same time, they also tear, tear you down a bit because, you know, they're saying you should work harder. They're achieving so many cool things. So it's kind of like a catch 22, but I'm just trying to surround myself with more nature. Definitely. Which is why we travel so much yeah. to tropical places. You know, like when I meditate, it's always with beach sounds on or nature sounds on. So I'm always trying to connect nice. myself more with that. It just works for me. So, yeah. 
Wow. Um, so you have um, these challenges. Is this what you see? Like with the people that you talk to and the people that start working with you? Like, cause, yeah. I mean, that's my, like my perspective is the deeper we know our own challenges. Like the deeper yeah. we go in our own shit, yeah. the more clear it becomes uh, that other people are going through the exact same thing. Yeah. It's almost like we we attract them. I and like I know for myself that's I attract people mm-hmm. who are going through parallel issues that yeah. I have gone through or am going through. Um, like I can only imagine that's that's the case for you. Like, yeah, I mean the people who are coming to me the most are probably where I was when I was at my lowest low when I was twenty three, twenty four. You know, had no money, I was broke, want to change. So that's kind of where they're coming. So I, I've been there. I know what they need to do next, which is why they kind of trust me because I send that message out on YouTube. You know, if you're broke, do A, B, and C. You know, partner with me is even better because I'll take care of everything for you. And then they just yeah. say, you know, I, okay, here's, here's my 100 grand. Let's just do it, et cetera. So I help them that way. So yeah, it is attracting. And the people who come to me, I've gone through very similar things that they're going through right now. And what about the people who partner with you? Like, what do yeah. you see about them? So they are older. So my ideal partners. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're usually ages 38 to 44. That's kind of like the age group. So they're in the boat where they have a nine to five. They've been there for like 20 years. Uh, they have kids and they're just so busy. They work nine to five. They have to rush home, pick them up, bring them to soccer practice, ballet, rush home, eat dinner. And then they have no time. You know, they're putting the kids to bed at 8 p.m. And then they only have like an hour or two with their spouse every night. And that's the kind of struggles they're going with. They can never go on vacation. If they do, it's just one week of a year to like Cuba or Mexico resort, which is what everybody does, which is cool. (laughs) I love those two. (laughs) But if that's your only option, you know, people feel like, well, I want more. They see me traveling to Hawaii and France or whatever. And they're like, how the hell are you doing this? You know, with real estate. So they want more time with their family, really. That's kind of my partnership, um, ideal Mm. partner. So they're coming to me with that angle of, you know, I'm getting close to retirement. I got nothing going for me for you know investments or savings i should invest with you so that's kind of the message i'm sending out to them yeah that is so like i think that is so beautiful (laughs) just the way like the way that it does you know i think when we were talking the other day i'm just like dude this is why you're the fruitful investor (laughs) yeah like everything that you do is about multiplying like planting seeds and multiplying it you planted all these seeds you have hundreds of videos and it took a little bit of time yeah you nurtured it nurtured it nurtured it added to it watered it and then like now yeah. you're starting to see the fruits exactly of it. yeah for sure and then with the investors it's like like they start coming slowly yeah. slowly slow and then the last three years like a huge yeah. drove of them definitely yeah and then the wealth multiplies and all these families are like are impacted yeah and now now you're teaching this stuff yeah. like and it continues to multiply like yeah Keep that moniker. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's I th- you. I think that's the problem a lot of people have is they don't play the long game. They expect if it doesn't work in 12 months, you know, they suck completely. They should just quit. When you have to, you have to realize this, this is a long game, especially with social media and online marketing. Just stick with it for three years, five years. Like I promise it'll work out if you're mm-hmm. consistent. So that's one thing I have going for me, I guess, is that I'm insane and obsessed about <laughs> uh, staying true to, you know, to what I'm building or working on. And it's paid off. But people need to have a long-term uh, mentality with anything, business, life, investments. 
Mm-hmm. What, what else are we screwing up? <laughs> like not, not even just as entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. investors, but like just, just the people who are drawn to this going in this direction of, yeah. I want to be more fulfilled. I want to have more time with my family. And maybe that yeah. is, I need to invest in real estate and start a business yeah. or partner with you. Exactly. Like, I feel like everyone's kind of, we're, we're like in that age of yeah. people want to become, there's more to life. Yeah. They, they, people want to be fulfilled. Like, what do you see yeah. as missing? I think the big problem is that there's too much information out there. There's too much content. So people get scared of what to do. Should I sell stuff on Amazon? Should I do real estate investing? Should I do drop shipping? Should I do affiliate marketing, etc.? There's too many businesses to do now from home. It's too easy, so it looks. So people don't do anything. They don't, they don't take any action, and that's the problem. Take action and be obsessed about it. That's what it's, that's what it takes. And not an unhealthy level of obsession, but that's what I'm learning more and more. The people that I see around me who are killing it, who have great lives, full lives all around, not just in business or money, they're obsessed with having a great life. They have an obsessive personality in the sense of they want what they want and they're going to get it no matter what. That's what it really takes, I think, so far from what I've seen. Um, everybody who has success is kind of like that mentality. You know, mm-hmm. They're obsessed. They're going to work at it no matter what. It's going to work out no matter what. That's what you have to have. And like I said, it's too easy. There's too much information out there, too many businesses, too many options. So people do nothing. They're overwhelmed. Pick one thing and just do it. If it doesn't work out for 12 months, okay, can it and do something else. But go full on into the next thing. Try it full on. If that doesn't work, okay, go to the next thing. But don't just sit there and think about doing Amazon or et cetera, whatever. Do one thing full on and see what happens. Yeah, I think because of the abundance of information, it's so easy to try this thing yeah and if that doesn't work for for a week yeah exactly <laughs> like yeah. try the next oh that didn't work try this thing exactly. try the next yeah. thing 100 percent. yeah oh man yeah and so like what, what do you have ahead of you like what's happening this i mean you're, you're about to go away again yeah. like you have some trips booked like what is what does 2019 look like for you what are you excited about well we hired more people so we have uh, a marketing guy who does all, all my marketing now so i'm gonna save like 10 to 20 hours a week. So now I, I film the videos and then he edits all of them. He does the podcast editing. He puts them on Instagram, etc. So it frees me up to so much more time to live, number one. <laughs> I don't have to work so much. But, and then we're also multiplying. You know, Rachel does all of the property finding for our partners and clients. So that's freeing up time. So I'm now focusing more on the marketing and just getting the message out, the real message <laughs> I'm trying for life and real estate investing. And just building that uh, that brand, that message. What is the real message? You know, get the full life, all of it, the full package. Don't just worry about money, which is what I taught. You know, cash flow, how to analyze properties. We get obsessed with how to find properties, how to find deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why, why are you investing in real estate? It's to have life, to go traveling, to go spend time with, with your family, whatever it is. You know, that's the reason why we do real estate. We're not real estate investors. We do real estate investing so we can be a good dad, a good mom, travel the world, whatever your thing is. That's the message that we I want to do real yeah. estate investing. That's what I'm saying. I like all the that time now. Yeah. Cause I think when, when we were both like just starting, it was like, I am yes. a real, even like you have yep. business cards. Like I am a real estate investor. Yeah. That's like a title. Yeah. But like you distinguish it as no, you that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not who you are. You just do real estate investing. Yeah. It's a smart investment. Smartest. I think, yeah. but that's not, that, that's what you do. You, you aren't a real estate investor. You want to live life. You want to have the great body. You want to have great health. That's what you, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. 
So it's more holistic. Yeah. So that's the kind of message I'm teaching about because I don't want to be another guy on YouTube just saying it's all about the cash flow. It's all about the ROI. We, we have enough of those. <laughs> so I'm changing the message a bit to, yeah, I get good ROI, partner with me, hint, hint, but we do that for this reason, et cetera. That's the mm -hmm. message that's kind of changing now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a lot of stuff, I mean, that I get to see now is like, you're just showing how much of a blast you're having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an, it's a, again, it's fun for me to look back on those memories, but again, it's a great marketing tool. I'm showing what life actually is like, you know, when you do real estate investing, it's yeah, fine. We have give options. Us, give us a snapshot of what a, a day in your life looks like right yeah. now. Like wh how do you spend your time? Like, what does it look like? You mm -hmm. wake up, at what time and then, and then what? Yeah, so I wake up between 6.30, 7.30, depending on the day, I'm trying to hit the 7, 6.30 more consistently. <laughs> but it wakes up very casually. We always make uh, a one liter smoothie, fruit smoothie. That's every single morning. Uh, Monday, What's in the smoothie? It's always four or five bananas. Lots of bananas. That's uh, a lot of bananas. Yeah, lots of, lots of bananas. <laughs> uh, spirulina, uh, blueberries, mangoes. And then we, we put some ashwagandha and some other herbs in there just for whole health. So it's a very like super healthy drink right in the morning. It's like a science experiment. I always joke about every morning. Um, then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we, I go to the gym uh, right after that usually, about 9 a.m. And then that's kind of when the day starts with work. So, and before I go to the gym, actually, I do a quick creative session of content or creating content or next video ideas. How does or, that look like? So it's just fun time, really. It's the time I look forward to the most because I get the most done if I don't look at my email, which is a mistake I make sometimes for dealing with important emails. Seductive. Yeah, it is. But when I'm firm on the schedule, you know, that's when I get the best ideas the, and I crush the most work for creative ideas coming up, video ideas. Are you putting it on paper? Are you yeah. whiteboarding it? Are you typing it? Like, how yeah, are you always talking it. about it with Rachel? Yeah, we, yeah, we talk a lot about good ideas. Um, she comes up with a ton of good ideas. So I write them all down quickly. But it's always typed up like in a folder I have of all my marketing ideas. There's literally like a hundred video topics in there. I'm just always adding to it. If, if she says something on the spot, that's a great idea while we're shopping, et cetera. I'll quickly throw it in there so mm. I can re revisit it. So there's always video ideas going around. But that morning time is usually when I try to really be the most creative. How much time do you spend on the creative side? Like 45 minutes, an hour. I'm okay. just like crushing out some good ideas, um, new course ideas, whatever. And then that's when I go to the gym. And then that's when like the realtor work starts, sending out the properties, the meeting gym. clients. Yeah, yeah. And I've been really strict on that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, going to the gym, you know, trying to get the whole health thing going, more body, which I was always more obsessed about, but more consistent now with uh, making health a priority, actually scheduling it in my schedule. You know, no, I will not show you a property Monday at 10. That's gym time. Sorry. I feel like uh, if there's anyone who's a realtor listening, yeah. they're starting to be like, Screw you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a great, like, because, you know, I mean, you, you obviously have colleagues who are realtors. Mm -hmm. They're always available. Phone yeah, is always sure, on yeah. oh, any time of the day. Yeah. But you're like, you're like, it's locked in. This, yeah. is, this is when I do showings. Yeah. This is when I'm not available. This mm -hmm. is when I can't, like, was it hard for you to set that? Like, because the hard, culture yeah. around us is not that. Yeah. Like, especially realtors, it's like Thanksgiving dinner, you want to see a house? Yeah, okay, see so yeah. you, be, be there in five minutes. Yeah, it seemed hard mentally, but when I actually did it, it wasn't hard at all because yeah. we're entrepreneurs, we can make our own schedule whenever. So if a client says, can I see a house Monday at 10, it's not, no, I'm going to the gym. It's just, no, I have another appointment then, sorry. And they're like, oh, okay, how about 12? Yeah, okay, there we go. So it's not a big problem. 
And also differently, because I work really only with real estate investors, they are also entrepreneurs. So their schedule is wide open. So it might be oh. a little easier for me because if you're showing homes to you know, an average person who works nine to five, they can only see homes Tuesday at 7 p.m. You're going to be showing properties at dinner time. You're going to be doing open houses on the weekends. So most of my investors don't really work on the weekends. All my work happens in the week, really. So that's, that's a little advantage I have. Yeah, it's that's different. A, yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to point out. Yeah. It's like the clientele that you're attracting. It's way different. Yeah. You can look at houses in the afternoon yeah. as opposed to the evening, or as opposed to doing it in the in the weekends, like yeah. like most realtors would. Yeah. I rarely ever do showings in the evening or the weekends. Very rare. <laughs> <laughs> so you've really designed it, like you've really unintentionally, kind of <laughs> unintentionally. Yeah, it wasn't like I'm gonna do this because of this. It yeah. just kind of worked out that way, and I was like, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Like what's what's in front of you right now in terms of like something you need to you need to shift you need to alter you need to like like around around the business and how you're approaching it maybe it is mm-hmm. time and structure and productivity and outsourcing yeah. like what like what what's the next challenge for you that you more need to- outsourcing because the biggest like problem I have with my business if I can pick on something would be that when I do travel the business stops because I'm gone I'm the brand I'm the face I'm the guy showing the properties so. Building uh, the real estate business in a way that when I'm gone, it still chugs along. So that's why we want to do more flips because the flips can be renovated while I'm gone. So I'm still kind of making money or making progress. I don't have to be here in Kitchener-Waterloo 12 months a year. I can go do whatever I want. Selling courses, that was a big reason why I did that. That works all year long. So that's kind of the switch I'm making, becoming more of a true entrepreneur rather than a realtor. What's what's the difference? Because I don't know if people people. Yeah. Well, being a realtor is your your money comes directly from a commission sale. So if you sell houses, you get money. If you don't sell houses, no money. So when I'm gone to Hawaii or whatever, no money. I'm not selling houses. So that's why I'm releasing the courses. That's why we're doing more flips. That's why we do buy and hold real estate because I'm making money every month, you know, from my tenants. So eventually. I can travel and not even have to work maybe as a realtor and I'm still making money from real estate. So that's kind of the direction I want to go more is building more of a business online. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So um, I, want, I want to start wrapping up, but I want to ask you some like kind of more interviewee yeah, sure. kind of questions. Um, what would you say, like what would you say is something that you believe that other people think is absolutely crazy? Hmm. Probably like the plant-based diet thing or living in line with nature. When I say shit like that to regular people, they're like, what the hell does that mean? You're crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just really believe like in living a wholesome life, truly fulfilled, that I can do things on my terms. That's another thing. People say like, what? You can't do that. You know, you got to go to work on Monday. No, I can do whatever <laughs> I want to do when I want to do it because of this thing over here. So I really believe in that, that you can achieve an amazing life. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to do what people think you should do in our day-to-day life. Yeah. That's a big one. What is something that from the outside looking in, like people look at you mm-hmm. and you make it look easy? Sure, like yeah. you make it like it's hard for everybody else, but you make it look easy. Yeah. What's, what's that specific thing? Yeah, I guess it might look easy, but they probably don't know like the hours and hours that went into making these videos or making these courses, etc. Um, yeah, it might look easy, but it's not at all. <laughs> What, what would be the advice that you would give to Matt from I'm about to sign up and, and apply for a job at home, yeah. at home, oh home Depot? Yeah. Like, what would you say? 
Like I, I know yeah. like you, 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 you've become who you've become because of all these experiences, mm-hmm. but like what words of support or advice yeah. would you, would you give? Just patience, which is something nobody wants to hear. I heard it all the time. Just be patient. Things will work out. And at the time you're like, no, it needs to happen now. Like I'm going bankrupt soon or whatever, but truly just be patient and just let time do its thing, especially with invest in the investing world. We all know that time will make you rich. But it's the same as if you're building a business, just be patient, you know, stay with it. It'll work if you're just putting in the work and you're being real and you're providing good value to people. It will work. Just be patient. From your perspective right now, what would your message be to Matt five years from now? Who's retired or has the option to retire, living on the (laughs) beach, drinking out of coconuts, climbing up trees. Yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so, like, yeah, what would your kind of letter to yourself, your message to your future self be? Why are you stressing out so much? Like, (laughs) it's going to work. You're only 30. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, from now. From now into the future. Like, what would you tell that 35-year-old version of you? Yeah, like as a reminder, I was like, hey man, remember, like, like, remember where you came from, Um, you know, all the work you put into it, reflect, which is something I have a problem with, reflecting on what I've done to get to where I am, appreciating the process, appreciating the work I put in, yeah, teaching more people, that's, that's kind of the next level for me is, I just want to help more people and teach them, Mm -hmm. again, I don't know in what exact way, I just know some way. What has been the most important thing you've said no to? In the last three months, said no to um, doing everything myself, mm. which is something we've been working on. Is finally outsourcing a bit of my stuff. So I kind of said, "No, I'm not going to do everything myself." That was a big one. That took a long time to get me around to that. To give up control of my videos are done this specific way. You know, if my new marketing guy does things a little differently. Relax, it's all good. How long do you feel, how long how long ago do you feel like you could have really used oh, that? Oh man, like two or three years ago, hundred percent, hundred percent. It could have been done a long time ago. That's awesome. Yeah. What about yes? Like, what's something that that's been such a a good like a good yes in the last three months? More so, the, staying to the schedule of trying to wake up early. I haven't nailed it down yet, but trying to wake up early, um, going to the gym, you know, three times a week, saying yes to that's my time, you know. If there's an emergency, like obviously I'll I'll help book something. I'll move my gym time. I'm I'm an entrepreneur. I can go to the gym at 11. It's not a big deal. But I'd rather go at 9 a.m., right? So really trying to stick to that and saying yes to me, my schedule. What's the best and what's the worst piece of advice you see? Maybe given to you or what what you see out there? Mm -hmm. Best advice is play the long game. That's something like Gary Vaynerchuk always talks about. Be patient, play the long game, put in the work. It'll work out. Um, worst advice? There's too much bad advice. I don't know, like way all too much. Yeah, all <laughs> of it. The rest of it. <laughs> yeah, having to feel like you have to do everything. Like I said, just pick one thing, own it, kill it, do really well at it, and you'll be successful in some way. Hmm. And if you could only, if if you could only leave three pieces of wisdom based on your life experiences so far if this was like if this was it Mm -hmm. you know and everything all your videos all that was gone podcasts were gone books were gone courses were gone but you wanted to have it just hang on these three most powerful insights you've gained along the way what would those three insights be don't settle number one reach for it all so get your whole life package 
you know, health, wealth, love, happiness, all of it. Don't just chase after money. Don't just chase after a good body and neglect all the other ones. So you can have all of it, which is something I really believe in. Number two would be be decisive. Take action. Nobody is taking action, really. They say they want to do things. They're thinking about things, but nobody does anything. If you take action, you're already like ahead of 99% of people just from taking action. If you do it consistently, you're like the top one percentile, like 0.01 of everybody. So it's pretty easy to win in life. I truly believe if you just take action. Third advice, I'm not sure those two are my big ones. <laughs> those are really, yeah, those yeah. are really powerful. Yeah, just those two, man. I think people really need to take action. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things. It's, it's, it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's being too paralyzed, yes. overanalyzing because yeah. there's the abundance of, yeah. of information. It's so important. Just like, you know, just follow through. Yes. Like just move forward, follow through. Yeah. Um, what are you grateful for? Everything I've been through to get me to where I am now. Um, friends, family, you know, finances, finally. Again, logically, I know it's in a good place. It's just coming around to it, realizing that, okay, it's all good, you know? Uh, so I'm really grateful for that. My life is amazing. You know, I'm teaching a lot of people. I'm helping a lot of people, you know, more than I give myself credit for. Uh, people are always telling me, you know, you help me do this, help me do that. I'm just like, yeah, 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 cool, next thing. <laughs> so stopping appreciating the people I've helped. Yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Is there a single action item that we should take based on your story, based on your experiences mm -hmm. based on the conversation today that you can get whatever you want. If you put your mind to it, whether you believe in law of attraction or not, or if it's this voodoo universal thing, <laughs> one thing is for sure. If you obsess about something, you'll get it. So the so. action item is do the thing that you're willing to be obsessed about. hundred percent. Like yeah. focused, yes. committed and like yeah. all in. Yeah. And be obsessed about it. And tell us where we can find you, all your projects, all the work that you're doing. Yeah, so the main place would be on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube and type in The Fruitful Investor, you'll see my channel pop up. That's where I post all my videos. From there, from that channel, it'll link to all of my podcasts, my books, my courses, etc. And follow me on Instagram at Matt Pichet, Matt with one T, and Pichet, and you'll find me. P-I-C-H-E. E, yeah, and that's where you see my day-to-day -day life. That's where I post you know, what I'm doing every day, the clients I'm with, the partners I'm with, et cetera. So you really get to see how I live every day on Instagram. It's just an easier platform to show that. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Well, Matt, <laughs> I want to I thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for having me. I want to acknowledge you because for so long, you've, you've been working your ass off mm -hmm. and putting yourself through the grinder. And like, it's, it's so inspiring to see that it's really paying off. Uh, so I want to acknowledge you for all the hard work that you've gone through to get to this point. And it, the impact shows with all the people who are coming to you to learn, to partner with. Um, you're making a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. And I have to commend you for that. And the fact that, I mean, doing this interview, I know it's kind of newer for you. Yeah, for sure. Right? To talk yeah. for this long. Definitely. And to kind of go where we went with like the challenges and mm -hmm. the different perspectives and how you've shifted and some of the decisions that you've been making recently and being really open about that and yeah. how the messaging is changing. And I, I think it's really admirable that you're willing to kind of make those shifts yeah. and, and be more open. So I, I acknowledge you for not only helping people become wealthy, but, but re like making them realize and remember that there's a point 
for sure to the wealth yeah. like there's a reason behind the wealth definitely so thank you for for everything that you do and thanks for being a leader in the community man thanks for having me what a pleasure Thank you for tuning into the show. Thanks, Matt Pichet, for joining us. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, your story, being very honest and raw with us all. Make sure to follow his work over on YouTube. He is sharing so much about the power of investing in real estate, the strategy that he uses to attract joint venture partners, his process when it comes to rentals and flips and buy and holds and everything in between. You can follow his Instagram at Matt Pichet. He also shares a lot about a lot of that stuff in his Instagram stories. And he just released his podcast, the Fruitful Investing Podcast. So make sure to go subscribe, check out his episodes over there as well. Art of Being, the next session is happening April 28th. This is a Sunday at 10 a.m. over in Oakville. This session is going to be all about knowing yourself, growing yourself so that you can live a more meaningful, more fulfilled life. This is a conversation that I know so many of us need to have and it's an atmosphere and environment where we all get to do some self-inquiry work, some deep questioning and come out feeling uplifted and elevated as human beings. Reinvention Roadmap is on June 1st and June 2nd. This is a weekend workshop. This is the 10 steps that I use for aligned reinvention. What does that mean? That means creating a life that is a reflection of who you are at your core and growing yourself so that you are living purposefully, attaining your aspirations, living your vision in a way where you are not betraying your soul, not sacrificing all the things that make you feel alive. Make sure to go to reinventionroadmap.ca for tickets and details. June 1st and June 2nd, reinventionroadmap.ca. Wanted to share with you about my one-on-one coaching practice. Since 2011, I've been working with high performers who've succeeded but constantly end up betraying their souls along the way. They obsess about the future while invalidating the present. They are always onto what's next without celebrating and enjoying what they've created. They end up working so hard and putting their whole selves into their career. And yet when it comes to the people that matter most to them, all they're, and the, all they're left with is a piece, just a fraction of themselves. And they're ready for that to stop. They're committed for a transformation, for a breakthrough. So together in our work together, we unlock a whole new level of aliveness by focusing on alignment, integration, and reinvention. And I have incredible examples over on my website if you're looking for how exactly this stuff works. Just check out the review section. But if you're interested in opening up a conversation about what it would look like to work together, or if you want to go through the infamous lab code process that I have, make sure to set up a time with me. It's complimentary, olivermanalise.com forward slash booking. That's olivermanalise.com forward slash booking for your complimentary session. If you got value from today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us over at Apple Podcasts and help us spread the word. We could not do this without your support. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.